Capital.net. The Cubs visit the Yankees in their final series before the All-Star break with Jamison Tyone facing his former team tonight. Carlos Rodon comes off the IL to make his debut for the Yankees. New Chiefs linebacker Drew Tranquil says Andy Reid recruited him to KC with text saying, think red and think Super Bowl. First overall pick Victor Wembignano will make his NBA debut in the Vegas Summer League tonight as the Spurs face the Hornets and number two pick Brandon Miller. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Our number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, bottom of the hour, Dave Sproul, formerly 1430 KSI. He'll join us. Say goodbye to Sproul. He helped us out a lot over the years. We will talk with him as he heads off into retirement. Before we get to Tom Kicker from HawkeyeReport.com, just had a call reminding me. I'm glad that they did. want to uh, throw a bone to my old employer, uh, Prairie Meadows, and the racing program out there. If you head to uh, the Altoona Oval one night a year, uh, if it's you know one of the you well, try to get out there one night a year to watch the races, tomorrow would be the night because they have their two biggest races of the year, uh, the Cornhusker uh, and the Iowa Derby are both tomorrow night. They're big purses, they're huge fields, and they've got horses coming in from all over the uh, Midwest. Um, I think the races start at six. The, the big ones are later on. So, like if you if you want to go out there, uh, you know, watch those big races. Don't think they're going to start right at six o'clock. They're like the uh, the last two races of the night or toward the end of the card. So I'm guessing nine thirty and ten o'clock or nine o'clock and nine thirty somewhere in there. But again, if you go once a year to the track. I would recommend tomorrow be the night because there are going to be some phenomenal races. The Cornhusker, one of my favorite races, loved calling it, and the Iowa Derby uh, as well. And uh, the gate is full of outstanding three-year-olds for the Iowa Derby, so give uh, my old employer, Prairie Meadows, a plug. So we make it part of Claxons? Yeah, that's your call. <laughs> it's either that or the CFL, Trent. There's plenty of other things. There's baseball. I can't do Wimbledon. When was tennis? When was the last time tennis was relevant? It's still relevant. What are you talking about? Tennis was something in the 70s and the 80s. Tennis was... 90s didn't matter with Sampras and going up against Agassi? True. I mean, to those two, to an extent, and Steffi Graf. um, We've seen three great champions with Roger Federer, with what we have happening right now with Djokovic. Yeah, just maybe it's just me. It maybe it's you. maybe it's a me thing. But when it is different though, no doubt. I mean Borg and Connors and McEnroe, um Garolite, they had some players, man. Had to find HBO to get the game or to watch the matches. It, see, Remember those early round matches were on HBO. Is that How where they were? Was? Oh yeah. I think I think one of my be, buddies had HBO, so that'd be what we'd be watching during the day during the summer. Do you remember I I, I remember first when I first heard HBO, I was probably in a hotel room somewhere and, it, and the sound that it would make before it would be or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Remember that little satellite yeah. sound? Uh, anyways, I, I just think tennis was more of a thing back in the day. But you're right about the uh, the recent champions. Maybe it's because there's no competition. Well, and you don't have Americans that are dominating. Well, that's a good point. That's a problem, too. Yeah. Sampras Agassi. Uh-huh. Connors. Uh-huh. Yeah. McEnroe. Borg. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a Swede. Was he a Swede? Yeah, he was a Swede. Anyways, um, let's get Tom Kakerd in here. Enough tennis talk. <laughs> 
feel like uh, yeah, Brinson. I always had. Did you have to give Brinson his tennis talk? His five minutes. That was NBA, right? Yeah, it was the Jimmy B's crappy NBA minute. Yeah, he got a minute, not even five. He, he tried to tell me that he went to uh, where did he go? Eastern Washington. Yeah, um, on a tennis scholarship. Well, it might have been books. Not not a full ride. No, yeah, no, of course not. He tries to tell me he's pretty. You good don't need anyway. five foot two tennis players. Maybe. Um, let's. Uh... <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom Kicker. How are you? <laughs> you guys are funny today. I can just sit here and listen. It's a little punchy. It's rainy outside. <laughs> yeah, we're going all over the, the place. All star break is next week, yeah. and uh, this is uh, soon will be an autopilot time and time to roll up our sleeves and dig into it. And can't wait for it, uh, Tom. You uh, put out your fearless forecast over the Fourth of July. It's a staple. Everybody waits for it. I'm guessing it got a lot of response, a lot of clicks, as it would normally uh, each and every year. How much blowback uh, on the Northwestern? prediction and your premise is right there's always one game a year or seemingly always one game a year yeah. like how in the hell or if only they would have beat blah 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 uh and you've yeah. got that as northwestern this year it's at wrigley field i get it how much blowback did you get on the northwestern prediction oh oh everybody's like well if they lose to northwestern then um then they're going to lose to other people i'm like do you guys understand the concept of an upset Mm. Really? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you know, it's that means something happens that it was kind of like freakish. Yeah, and and that's sort of what I'm thinking there. And there's some history of Northwestern yep. in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not recently, but in other years, yes, it's it's happened. Uh, it's happened fairly frequently. So um, I could see it. Um, now I understand people would look at it and go. Northwestern's been garbage the last two years, and they'd be right. But maybe this Bryant kid is going to help him at quarterback and get things going. But, boy, there's bad news. Just I mean, it's just even today he's suspended yeah. for two weeks mm-hmm. for um, hazing within his team. And um, it's just it just doesn't seem to be going well. And I wonder if – I do wonder if it's not just going to – there's going to – you can't fire Fitz. I don't think you can. Maybe he just – He's just, he's not fireable there. He's not. So I wonder if he just kind of. Does it himself? Gracefully, yeah, just gracefully kind of bows out. And that was my prediction for uh, Brian Ferentz. <laughs> and it's just, and miss it's there. wild, though. It's wild, though, because God, how many years ago? It was like a couple of years ago when, right. like, turning everything he was down. going to the Packers. Yes. He was going to the Packers. Mm-hmm. You know? Just, it's wild. It's wild. I think he'll have a second act if he leaves. I do. Tom, when you put together your fearless forecast every single year, you do it, release it on the 4th of July, kind of one of those just checkpoints that we hit throughout yep. the course of the season. When you went into it, you're putting down, you're getting on the keyboard. Did you have a number in mind? Did you think even before you started, I think this is going to be a 10-win team? Yeah, it's a good question. I kind of did just because I looked at the schedule. You know, you just look at the schedule and you, and I, I did it mainly when I was like, I was right. I, earlier I had, I did a piece on kind of ranking the games toughest to easiest. Mm-hmm. And when, when I was doing that and I, you know, one and two are really easy, but when I'm like, number three is at Nebraska and number four is at Iowa state, I'm like, holy cow, they're going to win 10 games, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, but then I always, here's the thing I always come back to and you guys will appreciate this and understand it, Iowa opened seven and a half win total out in Vegas, and they don't 
they don't hang those numbers yeah. out, of, out of stupidity, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't. And it's eight now, so it's it's trending uh, in a direction for sure. But I still kind of like, boy, it's just, you know, that, that does give me trepidation. And as I wrote in the preview, the other thing that gives me trepidation sometimes is just, this is new territory for Iowa, bringing in so many transfers. Mm-hmm. And they're such a culture team. I just, I wonder if, um, you know, how that goes. We haven't seen it before. So, and, but, but what I have seen is from time to time, I've seen, I've seen it not go well for places when they bring in a whole bunch of new people. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it go well too. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But there is a bit of trepidation there for me. Is the, um, and maybe this is a simple answer, is yes, uh, is, is Wisconsin-Iowa, will that game determine the Big Ten West? And if it doesn't, what game on Iowa's schedule will determine the West? Oh, I think so. Um, in fact, uh, one of the guys from uh, On3 wrote a story like the, I think it was basically like the game that will define um, the season for for each team in the Big Ten. And Iowa and Wisconsin's was Iowa and Wisconsin. <laughs> so... They're both uh, the most important games for a Big Ten team. And it's because, I mean, if if people think that Iowa's schedule is soft, I give you uh, a look at the uh, Uh Wisconsin schedule. Holy cow. And that's a a cakewalk schedule. And um, their only other tough game, I think, is Ohio State. And, you know, assuming they lose to Ohio State, it's going to, you know, and it's probably going to take, Seven and two, um, I would think for Iowa to, to to win the Big Ten West uh, in conference play at least. Spring didn't go very well for the Badgers. That's what I keep coming no. back to. It was uh, so do I. Yeah, what nine interceptions oh, I, in the spring game? Mm-hmm. Mordecai looked very average. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is not ready to pass protect. Plus, when you get into late October, November, playing in Madison in the Upper Midwest and trying to play that style, it just doesn't feel like it fits. But we're not alone, alone in this. Ken, Tom, me. I, there's plenty of people that think that. What are we overlooking? Because outside of the Iowa media, if you will, nationally, regionally, people still like this Wisconsin team. What do you think we're missing, Tom? Phil Steele picked them. Yeah, and they really, I think people, I'm just amazed sometimes when I look at like these rankings for coaches and they'll do like the rankings for Big Ten coaches, and Luke Fickle will be like third. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, he did a terrific job at Cincinnati, and there's nobody who's going to say about that. But but if Cincinnati was playing in the Big Ten, were they going to be in the uh, national title mm. picture? Mm-hmm. No, they weren't. Okay, they they just weren't. They would have probably been a four loss team. So let's just yeah. let's just cool our jets a little bit on um, you know. I think he's gotten a little bit overrated as a head coach. And he could prove me wrong. He could go out and win the Big Ten West and go undefeated this year, and, and I'll look like a fool, and that <laughs> won't be the first time that's happened. But but uh, I just don't I don't see it. I, I have seen a lot of I – mean, we can look back in history, and you make – this is not just a little bit of a tweak in that offense. This is like a complete 180 of that offense. And I just – I wonder if it's going to work. I really do. Uh, they got the running back in Allen. Uh, Mordecai, maybe yep. after the spring, it got better. I'm with you. 
you know, Trent keeps bringing up Minnesota. Might Minnesota be that team? And and, and we know the history uh, with, uh, I mean, it hasn't gone well with Iowa, obviously. Boy, it's been great just sticking in Phil Flex nose. Right, too. and and he's lo- Philip, as you call him, <laughs> yes. TC. Philip, as Trent calls him. Uh, and he used a good word early in the show, perpetuity, and won't be, uh, won't be in perpetuity. One of these years, Minnesota's going to pop up. I thought it was, what, two years ago when they were unbeaten before they played the Hawks? Was it two years ago, Trent? No, that was 2019. Is that far back? 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I, getting I, for last, yeah. how about last year? They're driving for the winning score, mm-hmm. and they've got Mo Ibrahim running like a freight yep. train, and Jack Campbell steps up. I mean, Made that a game play. was over. Yep. That yep. was over. So maybe Minnesota? I mean, how, how much uh, time did you pause when you were uh, making your Minnesota-Iowa prediction? How tough was that bit. one? Yeah. A little bit, but it's at Kinnick. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Iowa will be ready uh you know it's going into a bye week so you can kind of empty the tank a little bit um i'm just not sold on kalamankas as their quarterback i think that's how you say his name they lost so many running backs the last few years and moyer is not working walking through that door altman bell has been hurt more than he's been healthy um i know he's back but boy i just i just think um Certain teams have certain coaches' numbers, and, and Kirk Ferentz lives rent-free inside the head of uh, <laughs> Philip Fleck. Which is a good thing. This team has a lot of talent. This Iowa football team has a real opportunity to take a big step forward. The continued, though, wait about the DCI investigation and what the penalties are going to be handed down. Yeah. It has been kind of all over the place. And following over at HawkeyeReport.com, the message boards, and Brad Heinrichs, who posts, posts, uh, posts there, excuse me, from the Iowa Swarm, one day it's uh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Next, uh, maybe a little more impactful. Uh, then people are guessing names. No, not that name. Yes, that name. I know there's nothing definitive at this time, but how much longer can this take, Tom? I know. Well, I thought, when was that, about two weeks ago, they put out the, the, the punishments yep. and made it yep. retroactive to May 2nd. <laughs> which just, uh, ironically, the day when everything kind of happened with Iowa and Iowa State that day. So It's just a coincidence, though. Like, yeah, just, just a coincidence. I'm sure there was nothing nothing um, to do with it. But I think those were intentional. I think that's just the first step. Now I think they really start the process of, the, um, of dishing out the punishments and then... Um, and then the appeals process, and then they'll get to some sort of adjudication for for each of them. I can't, I can't think that they will keep this rolling into August. I just can't. Yeah, so. I'm kind. I'm kind of hopeful that that in some respects. I mean, I think maybe Matt Campbell might catch a huge break next week because maybe there is nothing that we know by the time media days for the Big Twelve take place, so he doesn't have yeah, to answer those claim questions. Ignorance. Right. He can claim ignorance. Yeah. And it's an ongoing investigation. We, we can't comment right now. Right. Uh, but yep. if it does break in advance of the Big Ten, uh, that's going to put Ferentz and company in an awkward spot. So maybe I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking maybe it'd be better for all if it does wait till the, till the media days are all behind us, maybe? Yeah. The, uh, the, the Big Ten media days are 26th and 27th. So, and Iowa is on the 26th. So if it drops on the 27th, then we'll know something was afoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. yeah. We'll know that something's afoot. Uh, but I, 
you know, I I don't think it's going to be like, boy, Iowa season's over or anything like that. I just don't, based on what I've heard. So um, could I be wrong? Yeah, could be wrong, but um, we'll see. Speaking of Phil Steele, Ken and I got our hands on our Phil Steels this week, so we've been pouring through those over the last couple of days. He uh, does the conference rankings for each position group. He has the Iowa offensive line fifth, which I was shocked by because it was complete wow. garbage the last two years. If Iowa has the fifth, fifth best offensive line in the Big Ten this year, look out! They're going eleven and one. Mm-hmm. I mean that that if yeah. that plays at that level, is there a chance? I think it's too high from what we've seen out of this group, but. I know there's been those continued murmurs that we've heard and guys that are taking huge step forwards. Look, we saw two guys way too early, Mason Richmond and Connor Colby. Those two guys were out there as freshmen that normally wouldn't. They take their lumps. They're upperclassmen now. How big of a jump do you anticipate from this O-line? Yeah, and I would throw Jennings Dunker in there, too, as as a guy who kind of got thrown in there because he was in that same class, but he was hurt his, his true freshman year, really didn't practice a whole lot. And got thrown in there last year. He was essentially a true freshman last year, getting tossed to the wolves. And Logan Jones switches over from defense to offense. Right. And that's his first year. I mean, a lot of young players there. Um, I think they're going to make a jump. I do. I But I think part of it will, will have to do with quarterback, too. You know, just that I think Cade's going to be a little bit different back there. Uh, not that he's like, Mike Vick or anything, or not that he's way more mobile than Spencer Petrus, but I just think his command is going to be different. Um, I think the weapons are a little bit different. And I I think this offensive line's got a little bit of a chip on its shoulder, too. And I do think that, like, Rusty Fess, who looks like he's out of central casting for Iowa football. (laughs) Or Game of Thrones. Or Game of Thrones, too, yes. Um, He's a wild link. He's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could um, he come in and help right away at guard, and it wouldn't surprise me uh-huh. if that happens. And and you get a little more experience. Um, I've heard great things about Dunker. I've heard some real positives about um, Nick DeYoung making a jump, too, so he might end <laughs> up being the right tackle. We'll see. Only one way to go but up for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he struggled. I mean, he did, uh, and... Uh, I I just I think that group's got a pretty significant chip on its shoulder right now. All right, I got to jump in and stop you guys' nerd talk about dragons. Let's get into a little basketball. By the way, Dunkers isn't that Doctorman's guy? Didn't he? Keep yes, bringing yeah, him in? yeah. That's what I thought. So basketball, I think you're higher on this team than I am. I'm struggling to see how they're going to get any stops. A team that normally is bad defensively could be <laughs> even worse. What have you heard though? We don't get the prime time league anymore, which I hate because we weren't breaking down the games, but. It gave us a place mm-hmm. to start the conversation with a guy that has a good performance, a guy hits a bunch of threes, whatever it is, and we don't get that anymore. What have you heard has been happening here as guys are working out together, they're running fives together? What have you heard is happening with this four new additions of the freshmen uh, coming in along with the newbies? And I, I'm probably closer to where you are on this team than, than uh, I, I'm, but I'm still like maybe they could be a bubble team. I don't think they're like going to be. 13th in the Big Ten, which I, I think Andy Katz or somebody had him 12th or 13th, and I'm like, eh, that's, I don't see that. Um, I, I've heard some good things about uh, Price Sanford, uh, which isn't a surprise. Kid can shoot and score. Uh, Josh Dix has really taken a leap. 
um, you know, Harding is, is going to give them something different. He's quick, he's creative. Uh, I've heard some nice things about Owen Freeman early on. And Laji Dambale has been uh, impressive. Uh, you know, the thing that, the interesting thing I've heard about him is he can shoot it from the corners. Really good shooter, but boy, when I saw I saw him uh, walking around, holy cow! He had those tree trunk Tyler Cook kind of legs, and uh, apparently he can set a mean pick. So um, I, I just I think there's they're going to have some growing pains. I think they're going to lose some games that you go, how'd they lose that? Boy, they got drilled, and then they're going to knock some people off and. Uh, surprise people because shots are falling. They're, but they're going to be really three-dependent, I think, and that's going to be one of the challenges for them is um, they're going to have one of those games where they hit 15 threes and you're like, wow, they just smoke somebody. And then there's other nights where they're going to go four of 25 and get beat like a drum. Uh, Lisa Bluter extended through 2029. Yeah. That's got to be your last contract, right? I would think... That's probably, you know, I think she, what's she, 61, 62. Um, I would think that's probably going to run her to the end of her contract. And, uh, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, last last contract extension by Gary Barta, at least. Oh, sure. I think it's going to happen, too. So, um, and that gives, um, you know, new uh, interim AD, um uh, Beth gets a, a one less thing to worry about, right? So not have to worry about women's basketball now. So uh, she can focus on men's basketball and football, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> always something to do. Good stuff, Tom Caker. Tom, thank you as always. We will uh, speak okay. with you next Friday. Thank you, Tom. Sounds great, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, part of On3 Media. All right, Trent, time for another $1,000 home run. Our final one of the week with Don't Fret, Murph and Andy still have two. The Drive with Heather and Sean, they've got it each and every hour. KXNO.com right now, the keyword is bonus, bonus at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000, bonus at KXNO.com. Whoa, speaking of bonus, another bonus opportunity right now. Caller number four will be registered to win two tickets for the biggest night of racing of the year at Newton. The concerts, pre- and post-race concerts, uh, just huge names. Caller number four, you're automatically going to win a $25 gift certificate from High V, but you will be registered to win those tickets. And if you don't win with us, uh, Murph and Andy will have an opportunity, as will the drive with Heather and Sean. Caller number four right now. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Wherever you get your podcasts. Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family-owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand-new location in Altoona at 509 8 Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental. Come see what the buzz is all about. Fuller Dental. 
Strike! Umpires are in short supply and are greatly needed. Now you can become a youth umpire for baseball and fast pitch with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, go to IA. USO.com. That's IAUSO.com and get back. Join FXB.com. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. 14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and yours. C217. melancholy music for this next bit. Dave Sproul, 1430 KSI. Heard him over the years with Iowa State coverage. Whether KXASI or you heard him doing Ames boys, girls, basketball, football. Heard him on the uh, Mel in the Morning show. Well, uh, Dave Sproul was called to the career. We wanted to have you on, Dave Sproul, and congratulate you, first of all. Uh, And uh, thank you for uh, what you did for our program. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, and I want to say thanks to you guys for having me on. I think I got as much response from being on your show as uh, being on my own radio station through the years. So uh, it's greatly appreciated, and uh, it's been fun talking to you guys. No, it's it's been a blast, Dave. No doubt about it. So uh, what uh, what what's next for you? What's in your what's in your future? I really have no idea, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think you know my inclination is that I want to stay in Ames. I don't really. I'm not too inclined to move again, which means I probably won't be. Uh, full-time working at a radio station unless something incredible comes along. So, uh, you know, just kind of looking for work that gives me some flexibility that maybe I can do some freelance stuff and, and keep a toe in the water when it comes to sports broadcasting or announcing or something related to that. And then, you know, just uh, you know, find a way to uh, keep paying my mortgage and, and living a, a good life in Central Iowa. Something to be said for that, no doubt about it. So, when you go back over your uh, over your career, uh, obviously, let's let's start with uh, let's start with the high school, uh, the boys and the girls. What were some of the highlights of your time doing the Little Cyclones game? Obviously, you had some talent come through uh, the basketball program. Um, some some of the highlights, some of the some of the names you'll remember, maybe a game or two or something like that. What what do you recall? Well, just the whole uh, Harrison Barnes. Uh, uh, Doug McDermott phenomenon and, and that team going, you know, back to back seasons undefeated and mm-hmm. winning state championships and, and 
maybe what I most remember, and I, I, I should more remember, you know, how good those guys were, those, those whole teams uh, were on the court. Uh, but I just remember the madness they're running it and the crowds that would come out to every gym yeah. and crowd into, you know, see these two guys play, see this juggernaut of a team play, and just the way they casually almost went about destroying opponents because they weren't especially flashy, uh, you know, outside of the tremendous physical talents of, of a guy like Harrison Barnes. Um, they just they just really came to play every night. They were a group of, of guys who were really focused and, Played hard, you know. Some other, you know, of course, Damon Lipsy more more recently really stands out as an incredible talent. Uh, got to see some greats uh, from other schools too, like Caitlin Clark uh, playing at Dowling, the uh, uh, Dowling and Ames in the same conference for her entire career there. So I saw her play a few times in high school, and that was pretty incredible to watch too. Uh, so to see some really talented players and, and talented teams come up through the ranks at Ames High. You know, even even with other opponents, uh, to to be able to see some just great talent athletically, uh, that's maybe my biggest takeaway. Certainly for uh, serving as a play-by-play announcer for Ames High. A lot of basketball, also a lot of football, and for most of those years, it was Coach Vertinen up there. Mm. Boy, had some high-flying offenses. Never could quite figure out that defense when they had some of those elite-level teams offensively. But you got to call plenty of touchdowns up there in the press box too. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a, you know a couple teams that just absolutely obliterated the record books on the offensive side. Sam Straub at quarterback, Clifford Quamensa at, at running back, and, and those guys were super talented. And I think you know the only thing that held them back really was that they ran into a Valley team in, in the playoffs uh, one year that was just had a big, huge offensive line and could just dominate their opponent on the other side of the ball. And I can't remember if that Valley team went on to win. State, or I think maybe at least made the championship game, but that was that they just had a bunch of road plows up there and and took care of business. But otherwise, nobody could touch that that Ames team uh, from that era. Of, and, and certainly, in terms of offensive production and putting big uh, point totals on the board. I think uh, was it Tyus Mason? Maybe was the running back for Valley that year. He had mm. yep. three hundred right. plus yards yep. in that game against Ames and six or seven yep. touchdowns. Did you do the game too, Trent? I was think I was on the sidelines for that one, if memory serves correctly. And it was fireworks up and down the field. A lot of great memories of Ames uh, Little Cyclones with you on the call, Dave. Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, Dave, let's uh, let's switch over to Iowa State. Uh, certainly, some uh, some Heisens, uh, some some really good teams uh, that in your coverage at KSI uh, following the Cyclones. Yeah, one that stands out, and I, I am embarrassed to admit this a little bit, but. Uh, Prior to the Oklahoma State game in 2011, you know, we were doing our own local. The Friday night, show. yeah. Yep, and, and uh, we were talking with uh, with John Walters, and I said, John, look, we know Iowa State's not going to win this game. And he was like, hold on a second. <laughs> you know, that's his job, John Walters. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You're just, uh, you're just being the voice of the Cyclones. I get it. And then they go out there and they pull off the, mm-hmm. a, an upset for for all time. So that's, that's the day I decided I'm never going to make a prediction again. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've thrown some bets around a little bit, but you know, nothing. I've never gone on the radio and say, well, this is definitely going to happen. Uh, so that, that's brought an end to my, uh, uh, any degree of certainty, I guess I had on a particular outcome in a game. And then, you know, a few years later it was, you, you had that Fred Hoiberg team with, with Yang and Long and all those guys that got down by 
20, 30 points, whatever it was, to Oklahoma. And I remember looking at social media at halftime, and everybody said, well, this team has quit. Hoiberg <laughs> isn't in touch with these guys anymore. And then Iowa State scored 20, 25 straight points and came back and won that game. Our fans and, great. <laughs> yeah, just incredible, just incredible memory of watching this. In, in both those cases, just saying, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Because this is not something I would have ever uh, expected to see. That's funny. Uh, Wayne Whips just reminded me, the Whipper reminded me, that was it 2009 that Iowa State played Minnesota in Phoenix and, and we were at dinner with Chris Williams and Whipper and his daughter and Peralt was no Peralt wasn't there. He was suspended. He was on bad terms, and he didn't get the go. Well, I don't. No, I bet that year when they played in Tempe, when they played Minnesota in Tempe, I actually spent a lot of time with Matt. So okay, so there. that's he, a different he, year. Good enough to drive me around town because he had a rental and I didn't. Okay, uh, and that's the same year I believe it was. It was you know early Paul Road there, and and uh, I had and we uh, went to some dude door. ranch or something, wasn't yeah. it? Was yeah. yeah, it was. Kind of touristy, you know, uh, old West Town kind of thing, and and uh, the company was good enough to pay for uh, Chris and me and a few other folks with the company to to uh, you know get some big juicy steaks off the grill. And Chris was flaunting his country music knowledge. He didn't get past the first question. <laughs> uh, that was that was a good one, no doubt about that. What about Fenley's best team? Best team you saw Fenley have that you covered? Oh boy. Um, I think it would have to be the one that had both Bridget Carlton and uh, Ashley Jones. And, you know, Jones was a couple years younger than, than Carlton, but I mean, Bridget Carlton eventually, I think she's second, uh, now third on the all-time scoring list. And it was Ashley Jones who uh, surpassed her and Angie Welly on her way to becoming the all-time leading scorer. And those, those, those are kinds of players, again, they're not flashy, but you watch them play game in and game out, and you really appreciate what it takes to – for them to, to be the kind of players they are, because particularly Ashley Jones, I don't know what percentage of her points she got at the free throw line, but it was a lot because she was a little bit undersized as a forward, but she would go in there, she would find angles, she would find ways to get to the back, and when she didn't, she got hacked pretty good, spent a lot of time going to the free throw line, and was an excellent free throw shooter, so uh, she was very productive in, in that sense, and obviously her taking the opportunity to play for a fifth season uh, really might have put that uh, career scoring record uh, out of reach, but there were some fun teams to watch there through the years as well, and uh, some great players that came through Bill Fenley's program. And Bill is the guy, you know, the one coach uh, at Iowa State I've dealt with the most, not only because of his long tenure there, but also because I had the opportunity to do some play-by-play of some of the mm-hmm. games uh, through the years, and to spend time with Bill off the court was not much different than spending <laughs> time with him, you know, in an interview session. I mean, he was always very uh, pretty straightforward guy, and I always appreciate that about him. Is there a, a coach no longer there that you'd like to sit down and have a beer with? I've actually had a beer or two with uh, Jay Romain, who was let go a few months ago as the gymnastics coach, and you, you wouldn't find a nicer guy on the planet than him. He was a, he's a really good – he still is a really good dude. It's just that the performance, you know, in, in terms of competition was kind of mm-hmm. dropping off the last couple of years. So I understand why that change was made. I don't know if I – I mean – Everybody probably would like to spend some time with Fred Hoiberg because of his status as an Iowa State legend in all capacities. I never really got the time to or a chance to spend a lot of time with him, uh, but probably would have been really fascinating to get to know him uh, a little bit more. And and you know Paul Rhodes is, has such a had such a personality, uh, certainly in his public persona. And from what I can tell off it, he wasn't that much different. But now there's a guy who could probably you know uh, sit down, have a couple beers with you. And, 
I'll get some stories. Mm, no doubt about it. Indeed. Well, uh, time for the Minnesota Twins at our end of our the conversation. The first place Minnesota Twins. Don't look now. They're above 500 by a couple of games. <laughs> are we going to go into the final week, though, and Cleveland's still right there with them? Or do the Twins, who are the most talented team, obviously the best pitching in the division and one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball, do they finally get separation by the time we get into the end of September? It's hard to see it. I mean, yeah, the Twins right now have the best ERA as a pitching staff, and that includes the bullpen, by the way. Best ERA in all of Major League Baseball at this moment, which is kind of astounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the starting pitching, I could believe. If you said, yeah, best ERA, best uh, this and that and the other thing with the starters, absolutely we've seen that game in and game out. But relief pitching, and particularly offense, just has not been consistent. And it's always nice when the Royals come to town to, yes. you know, <laughs> knock them around a little bit. But at the end of the day uh, – there's no consistency to that offense and until I see some, yeah, I mean, and Cleveland's offense might actually be worse. So it's going to be those two teams uh, down to the wire because there's no, I don't see either of those squads getting hot with the bats for a long enough stretch to really separate themselves from each other. And I would be very surprised if the uh, eventual champion of the American League Central has more than 83 wins. I'm with you. And if you are, there was a little good news for Twins fan and every other team in the division. You see Cleveland's number one prospect, what he did yesterday? He uh, got in a fight with an umpire, yeah, the home plate umpire. He's a catcher. Yeah, uh, not not good. Dave, uh, thanks for uh, doing uh, the weekly hits with us that you did over the years. We certainly appreciated it. Uh, glad it was a two-way street that you got some run out of it as well. Uh, but it was always good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. Best of luck uh, uh, in your next endeavors or retirement, whichever is on the horizon. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> A little early for retirement, but I thank you guys. I'll still be in touch, and I'll still be uh, listening to Miller and Condon every chance I get. And spread the word. Yes. <laughs> Will do. Thank you, Dave. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI as, uh, as he moves on. And so do we. And we're moving on to Claxon's. Barbecue time. It is barbecue time, Trent. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you've not participated in the Claxon's promotion in the last 30 days, you're eligible to jump back aboard. First four callers at 515-284-5966. We'll give you four sports questions. I'll have a gambling a tentacle to them. You get the most rights. You'll get $35 from Claxon's. The runner-up gets 25 Claxon's Barbecue next. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Stay there. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Mark today. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800. Not only does Central Iowa Sports provide a great environment for youth to play baseball and fast pitch, but they promote sportsmanship in the game, help players, parents, and coaches, and their relationship with umpires. Central Iowa Sports also donates throughout the year to local Iowa charities, along with donating the awards to the Iowa Miracle League. Central Iowa Sports, helping boost local economy by hosting local tournaments and creating great part-time seasonal jobs. Find out how you can get involved at Central Iowa Sports. Sports, 
Morning, welcome back to Morning Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's. Claxon's 3131, 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. We will give you four questions. You get the most right. $35 gift certificate comes your way. Runner-up gets 25 Adam B. Adam S. Barry and Dwayne in that order. I'll give you the tiebreaker now so you can give it some thought. Um... The Summer League in Vegas starts tonight. Mm. Wembenyana's total points. Ooh, Did you see the story about him and uh, Britney Spears? Well, his bodyguard. His bodyguard, not yes. him, right. Yeah. Um, weird. She just wanted a picture. I guess. I would have taken a picture with Britney Spears. Would you have? Well, certainly 18-year-old Trent Condon. Trent Condon at that oh, age, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Uh, let's get Adam B. He is first. Hello, Adam B. How are you? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Doing good. Uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay have a three-game set in Tampa Bay this weekend. Who will win that series, Braves or Rays? Braves. Uh, Cubs on the run line. They get a, a run and a half from the Yanks tonight. So the Cubs are up one and a half prior to this starting out. Who do you want? I'll take the Yanks. Uh, does an American win the John Deere Classic? No. <laughs> Excuse me. Cough gotcha. Button. Yeah, it did. Winnipeg uh, is a seven and a half point favorite over Calgary uh, in the CFL tonight. In Winnipeg. Yeah, we'll take Winnipeg. Uh, the total points. Yeah, Wembenyana's total points closest without going over, Adam. Top 17. 17 it is. Thank you, Adam. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get the other Adam. Hello, Adam S. How are you? How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Braves, Rays. Who wins the series? Rays. Uh, Cubs get a run and a half against the Yankees tonight. Uh, let's go, Cubs. Does an American win the John uh, the John Deere Classic? USA, baby. USA, indeed. It's our week or your week. <laughs> Although I kind of feel like one of you sometimes. Uh, you are. The uh, the Bombers are a seven and a half point favorite over Calgary. Uh, let's go, Calgary. Calgary, it is. Wembenyana total points closest without going over. Adam, uh, twenty seven. Have a good weekend, Adam. You too, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Barry's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Barry. Hello. Uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, three games set in TB. Who will win? Atlanta. Uh, Cubs get a run and a half from the Yankees. Cubs. John Deere Classic, is it won by an American? Yes. Winnipeg is a seven and a half point favorite over Calgary in CFL action tonight. Winnipeg. Wembenyana, total points closest without going over. 22. Thanks, Barry. Have a good weekend. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Dwayne brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Dwayne. Hello, sir. Uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Who wins the series? Tampa Bay. Cubs get uh, on the run line. A, a run and a half. One and a half over the Yanks. Uh, Yankees. Uh, John Deere Classic. Does an American win? Yes. Winnipeg is a seven and a half point favorite over Calgary tonight in Winnipeg. Calgary. Wembenyana, total points closest without going over. 18. 18. Bear, or Dwayne, rather, have a good weekend. Thank you, Dwayne. You also. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you all of you spending some of your time with us here this week on the Miller and Condon Show. Another week done. Those three-day work weeks go kind of fast, oh, don't they? Oh, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> you love it. Oh, just awesome. Well, we ever, well, I won't in my life, but will there become a point where it's a four-day work week? I, is there a country that does that? Didn't I read somebody like a... A European country or a something European like that? A European country, yeah. I think. 
I don't think it'll ever be standard, even in my lifetime. Yeah. There are plenty of companies that do it, do mm-hmm. the four day, four, 10 hour ten days, hour days yeah, yep. doing things like mm-hmm. that. I don't think it'll be widespread, though. There's just something about Americans. Well, look at, I mean, Europeans have been doing it a different way for <laughs> centuries. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't put in the same amount of work that we do here. A lot more vacation time. Now, here's your two weeks, if you're lucky. Yeah. That's kind of the industry standard across the board. Right. A little bit different. I'm going to guess we're not going to get to that point. But yeah. we got the weekend back upon us. And uh, couldn't be any happier. Enjoy yours. Put more miles on that vehicle. Absolutely. Off the Madison, you shall go. I'll take a picture of the Capitol or Bucky Badger. If I rent it, Alvarez, I'll say hi for you. All right? Oh, good stuff. Uh, have fun. Have fun. All right. Uh, Murph and Andy are coming up in five minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean. They'll bring the pro- the program, local programming curtain down for the week. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And up.